0: Welcome to 55 in Maine. As we continue our discussion on Disney feature-length animated films, we shift the focus to our top five post-1989 films and analyze the impact of the Disney renaissance. We also share our thoughts on Disney's gradual transition from 2D to 3D animation. So come join us at the intersection of 55 in Maine, where all roads lead to Disney.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our... Next podcast, this is Mark, and I'm with Spencer, and we're going to continue our discussion from last time, but instead of doing the pre-89 movies, we're going to do 89 and after the Golden Age. What do they call it? They call it the- The Disney Renaissance. That's it, the Disney Renaissance. So, um, Spencer, how about you start off with your honorable mentions? Honorable
0: mentions. Okay, so uh, I have a couple. Uh, The first is the 2011- Winnie the Pooh. I think this movie is totally forgotten by a lot of people. Uh, Man, when I saw, I actually saw this in theater, and there were not many people in the theater when I saw it. And uh, um, it is uh, like the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which was my number one pre 1989 Mm -hmm. film. It's funny. It's charming. Uh, I love how they use the, the the storybook. Uh, as a plot device Um, I also uh, the way that the plot is actually structured is that uh, um, the whole movie uh, Pooh's tummy is growling Mm. the whole movie okay and it kind of pulls him in different directions uh, throughout (laughs) throughout the plot of the movie nice uh, which is I think hilarious uh, so yeah, it's it's just it's it's witty, it's it's fun. Uh, it's got some cool songs by Zoe Deschanel. She does the actual Oh wow! Theme song. Okay. Um, so there's some some cool stuff in uh, in that movie.
1: Is it the similar thing where they take three separate little vignettes and put them together, or is it one continuous plot?
0: It it is one continuous plot. Uh, I mean, it is it's not as broken down as the original, uh, but there it is kind of vignette style. But um, they. It is more of an actual plot this time. Uh, but And again, but driven by Pooh's stomach. Very nice. Which is hilarious. Yes. Uh, my other honorable mention is uh, Frozen. Uh, I think this movie uh, gets a lot of hate because of how big it got, and especially the song, helps how popular the song got. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at that movie, it's heartfelt. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, a really unique take on a love story because you've got you know the the end of the film uh, has the love between sisters winning out not this you know romantic love but exactly familial love uh, and so uh you know obviously let it go uh, if you take it out of its kind of pop culture context is a fantastic song uh and Olaf is hilarious uh so I I, I really like Frozen even though kind of within culture it kind of gets hated on now. And that's also one of your uh uh honorable mentions, right?
1: It is. I like that one a lot. What's your take on the like shared universe-ness? Cuz there's theories about how Well, don't you see Rapunzel and Rapunzel Flynn Rider
0: and Flynn are are in like when they uh, when they go to like when uh, Arendelle opens for the first time yes. for her coronation. Yes. Yes. Uh and uh yeah, they're in there. So I don't know what uh <laughs> I don't know what implications that has, but it's a, I think it's just a fun Easter egg. I don't know. Oh, okay. Actual. I don't know okay. if it's an actual crossover. Because
1: I've heard that they were going to the wedding of Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, mom her, and dad. Parents, yeah. yes, and yeah. that's how they died going to the wedding. And then they—I've heard that the mom and dad somehow survived the shipwreck. You've heard this story. So this
0: is the Frozen Two theory. Okay. That uh, you know we're recording this in in June. Yes. Uh, uh, of 2019, so Frozen 2 hasn't come out yet. Uh, but based on the trailers, right, they're talking about how the past isn't what it seems and all mm-hmm. this. Uh, and so a lot of people think that the parents are alive.
1: Well, what I've heard is that the parents were alive and then they crash landed on like a tropical ish island. Mm-hmm. And guess who they're? Are
0: they the parents of uh, of Tarzan? Tarzan, yeah, that's th- it's, it's, <laughs> it's 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 like the Pixar theory, right? Yes, How, yeah. Uh, all the they're Pixar all the, yeah. theories are connected. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. I I think sometimes you know you know people like us who are big fans look into these things uh, maybe a little too much. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think it's just I, I personally I think it's a fun Easter egg that may not have implications, but it could. You never know. Frozen 2. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. And I like what you said about the Let It Go song. Mm -hmm. So my
1: experience with the movie was my wife and my mom and my daughter went to go see it without me. I stayed home and watched the little kids. And they said it was amazing. It was great. And then on YouTube, they showed me the Let It Go song. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea who anybody was, what's going on. And the first time I heard that song, I was like blown away. Yeah. Like, and I had no context for anything. I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of like the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, and
0: it's, it's not like they didn't get some, you know, B performer, right? It's Adina Mansell who's yeah. a legit Broadway performer and just yeah. sings, sings it incredibly. So exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the, the theater experience because I, I saw it in the theater, uh, but my wife uh, saw it like three or four times in theater. And I think, this film especially struck a chord with, with girls and women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, it, when you go to Disneyland you see a lot of Elsa's and Anna's uh, little girls dressed up and uh, I think you can't forget that part of it uh, oh, as no. well that it had this big even though it got extremely popular it got popular for a reason uh, so oh yeah uh, I have an interesting story about this movie okay. as well so Um the movie came out in November twenty thirteen, I think. Okay. And we went to Disneyland as chaperones for a school trip uh like at the beginning of November twenty thirteen. So the movie the movie hadn't come out yet. yet. Had not come out yet. But it was it was gearing up to come out. And we were at California Adventure and uh we were watching World of Color, Mm. but they were premiering uh World of Color holiday edition. Nice. And they had never done it before. Okay. And we got like a sneak peek at it. And um, Olaf was like the host of World of Color Holiday. Wow. But the movie hadn't come out yet. So he, there was no context for Olaf. <laughs> he was just this weird, random. Happy snowman. Happy snowman running around <laughs> in water projections. And like, I mean, it was fun. But yeah. my wife and I afterwards was, were like, I don't know what just happened. It was cool, yeah. And I guess we'll go see Frozen, but yeah, it yeah. was just really weird. It was just, <laughs> it was funny but weird.
1: I do remember when the right when it came out, I went to Disneyland and the line to see Anna and Elsa, I think, was like three and a half hours long. Wow. And it it was in, it was to the right of Pinocchio. So yes. like, it, there's Pinocchio, and then there's this restaurant, and then in the middle there was they somehow created a little space and this line just like wound all around fancy and i'd never seen anything like it and it was to meet Anna and else have you met them
0: oh yeah many times oh, many times okay did you they meet do. them there or no. where they are in california Adventure it's now? much
1: better now in california okay. Adventure. they do they're there 24/7 they're yeah. there the entire time so that's good
0: so what are you you have two other honorable mentions there's there's one i might have to debate you on oh, okay
1: well. okay uh the one was enchanted like i didn't know if would to me, it fits because okay. there's quite a bit of animation in it, okay. and so I'm cool with it.
0: So that's the one. Uh, okay. Know, that's, that, I, I love that movie. Yeah. I just don't know if it... I, I don't know. I had this internal debate of does it fit as an animated movie or not? It's a good question. Because you're like...
1: Well, Mary Poppins okay. would not be considered animated, correct? Yeah,
0: probably. But
1: it's live action mary poppins with the cartoons yes enchanted isn't it it? starts with animation with like legit 100 so i think that's why i would
0: like that way yeah great movie though yeah awesome movie
1: yeah i remember it came out i think in oh nine oh eight or something somewhere in there yeah and this was when i was in college living in utah and it was like the middle of winter so cold the only thing i wanted to do was just like, go to the movies to get out of the cold, get out of my apartment and I couldn't go outside. So went to the movies and I saw a double feature, my own double feature. I saw enchanted was the second movie. The first movie was no country for old men. That is a really odd double feature. <laughs> and so I walked out from no country, just like, Feeling like the world is a terrible place.
0: Was this a chosen? Yes. I made it my own. Okay. So it wasn't, they weren't paired together. No, no. no. I (laughs) went by myself to No Country (laughs)
1: for Old Men. And it ends with like, uh, who's the actor? Um, Roland. Tommy Lee Jones, Jones. his speech about how like he goes off riding into the dark and like there's only darkness out there. (laughs) And then I was like, oh man, that was heavy. And then I go across town to meet my friends to watch Enchanted. And it just is this happy and joyful experience, and I just totally loved it. She's Amy Adams is fantastic to me. Ja- Jack Sparrow will be around for forever in the Disney lore, but I think her performance kind of rivals that. Yes. it's a it's a throwaway performance that the actors just crush out of the park. I thought she was
0: so good in that movie. Yeah, in- incredible. Uh, yeah. great music too. The song yes. the song that she sings. Uh, uh, in The park, oh, yeah, and with, fantastic with uh McDreamy, yes, uh, and uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh, it's it's just it's such a comment on Disney movies, yeah, because he's he, you know, he comments on like how do all these people know how to sing at the right time, and it's <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I, I think it's really clever and funny,
1: yeah. And the guy who's the comic relief who's like the funny prince, um, he's funny, Marston, Marston is funny, he yeah. Finally
0: gets a girl in a movie, like he always yeah. loses out to all the other. Protagonist yes. And yes. Finally, gets that's Adina Menzel as well. That's right. Yeah. Now that we're talking about yeah. that, I
1: remember. So that's uh, another one. Would, I think is. Would it's, you? Oh. W- sorry. Would, no. would
0: you be interested? There's rumors of Disenchanted, which is a, a sequel. Oh. Would you be interested in that? at All. Who's in it? It would be the same main cast. No, they'd have to get a different villain because. I think the Sarandon dies, right? I think she
1: does. Yeah, she's in a dragon or yeah. something. I don't remember too much about the movie. Okay. All I remember was how awesome she was okay. and how I'd never really seen her before in a movie. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, yeah, fantastic. So, My other one is, I think, it's is it in your top five?
0: It is in my top five. Okay. So, so you say, you talk about it, what you think, and then I'll, I'll talk about it. Later. Okay, so I'll go briefly. Because Tang- it's pretty high in my top five. Yeah, Tangled,
1: in my memory, it was the beginning of the new Renaissance in where they had a dark days of brother bear and yeah. treasure planet and stuff. And then they went back to musicals, back to princesses. And I remember watching it and thinking like, this is really good. And the songs were cool. And the, it was just funny. I don't want to say too much about it. Cause I want you to talk more about it, but the songs, the characters, I thought it was just great. So awesome. Look cool. forward to what you say about it.
0: So let's start our, uh, our top five. All uh, right. So let's start with you. Okay, uh, your number five post nineteen eighty nine animated All right. film.
1: Now I doubt this will be on anyone else's top five, but to me, number five, I have Wreck It Ralph.
0: Wreck It Ralph is awesome. Not on my five, but yeah, great, great movie. Yeah, again, kind of like Frozen, it's a different style love story. It's yeah, it's these two friends mm-hmm. right, who bond. Mm-hmm. You know, Vanellope and, and Ralph. Yes. So what, what you, why is it your number five?
1: I'm a big video game person, and the beginning of the movie to me is maybe like one of the top Disney moments in any Disney movie is the first maybe five or 10 minutes where you meet Ralph and you see these video games I used to play in arcades and then you see inside of it I just thought like that's one of the most genius things to go inside the game in the Grand Central Station where they have all these video game characters that you know and love kind of interacting with each other and I think the message is just like awesome I the idea of how there's these bad guys and Ralph thinks I'm a bad guy, I'm always going to be a bad guy and I'm okay with that. I was like, I've never thought of that before and it was really and it affected me in a way more than I thought it would. And at the end when he kind of like sacrifices himself when he's falling down and he, he sacrifices himself for her and realizes that, you know, maybe I'm not a bad guy after all, like it definitely is embarrassing, but it made me cry and oh, I cried in Wreck-It Ralph. We're going to talk a lot okay. about crying <laughs> yeah. and in these movies. I cried in Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> and also a little side note is it was the first movie that me and my daughter watched together, my oldest daughter. So in the theater? We watched it at home actually. At home? okay. And I was thinking like, let's give it a try, but she bought into it. And it was the first time she got it. Like we watched Toy Story before and I c- could tell she didn't get it. She just thought, oh, how funny it is. These toys coming to life and it's bright and colorful. But when we saw Rekha Ralph together, like she understood what was happening. She got the sacrifice he was making and the emotional connection there. And so to me, it has a soft spot too because we it was, I was able to show her how great movies can be with that movie.
0: So, what did you think about Ralph Brick's internet? Didn't love it. Didn't love it. No, okay. Because no. I, I liked it. It wasn't, yeah. I don't think it's as good as the first, but it's, it's fun for what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't thought about it since. I had no desire to see it in movie theaters, but. Uh, it doesn't diminish how much I love Beckerhoff.
0: Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So my number five uh, is uh, The Little Mermaid, which uh, kind of kicked off the Disney renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best thing about this movie is the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was not a favorite of mine as a kid. Uh, this is this was my wife's favorite when she was a kid. Uh, so I think I've grown to love this movie even more because because of that. Uh, but the music of Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, and we'll talk more about them probably yes. as we talk about more of these films, but, um, part of your world, I know you have a lot to say about part of your world, <laughs> uh, but part of your I'm world but yes, I do. is I an say. amazing song, <laughs> um, under the sea, just incredible, yeah. uh, fun, lively, uh, the colors, uh, so dynamic, um Ariel you know uh, as this teenage you know, girl some people call I've heard some people criticize her of being like a brat and really know, yeah hmm. I've heard that in fact uh, when we were in line at Peter Pan at Disneyland there was a a, a group of girls probably teenagers uh, a few a few spots ahead of us who were trashing Ariel and I was what yeah uh, but uh she she just she she wants something more out of life uh and she feels stuck and yeah okay she meets Eric and falls in love you know pretty fast but um i think she's kind of that you know one of the you know the first modern disney princess who's who who kind of has autonomy and has this freedom to kind of be independent and do what she wants so um, I really like the character of Ariel, but I wanna hear what you have to say about part of your world.
1: So that it to me is probably my favorite Disney song. And it it helps that when I saw the documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty, there were things. Great documentary. Yeah. You should totally watch if you haven't seen it yet, find a way to watch it. It's really good. And they say how they were gonna scrap that song mm-hmm. from the movie. Katzenberg. When, yeah, when that song like is everything to the movie. And I just think like it's it's something that when I'm in the car with my kids, we have a Disney playlist that they like to listen to, and whenever we get to that song, like if they say skip it, I won't skip it. I'll <laughs> listen to it and I'll will sing, sing along. Melted to it, it. Out, man. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's I don't, I don't know why I like it so much, which is why I'm having a hard time explaining it. But it's my favorite. All
0: right, so I uh, have a question for yes, on? Yes, before
1: we move on, what's your take on? Like there's these rumors that the animators have kind of filthy minds and yes. put some filthy things, not just in this movie, but also in Aladdin and Lion King. So there's like a three in a row stretch where they were doing some pretty. Do you think those are intentional? Are they myths? What do you, what's your take on those?
0: You know, I'm sure there's a grain of truth in there, you know, but I don't pay attention to any of that. <laughs> like, I like the movie. Yes. And. You know, if, uh, you know, if the animators are doing that, then I guess, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, it's something that again, you know, talking about in our, one of our other episodes, yeah. it's just something I just overlook. It doesn't really yeah. matter to me. Uh, I just kind of focus on the movie. Yes. So, um, I, before we move on, I, yeah. I forgot to, uh, do you, what do you think of the Little Mermaid ride? At uh, California Adventure. It's also at Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Got it. Uh, But uh, what do you think of the ride? So I've listened
1: to other people who know this stuff say they don't like it. Because I guess there's two types of dark rides. There are interactive, not interactive ones, but ones where like you are in the ride. Mm -hmm. Like in Peter Pan, you're flying with Peter Pan. You're on this adventure with him. But there's also book report rides where you're just watching the movie play out. And Little Mermaid is a book report ride. You're you're watching it from scene to scene, song to song. So I get how people who really care about things things may not like it, but I love it. When I had annual passes last year, I think I did that the most. Every day we went to California Adventure, we rode it maybe three or four times. There's Mm
0: -hmm. no way. Exactly. That's
1: a big part of it. And I think the... Building is awesome. I know they repurposed that old, horrible Whoopi Goldberg. You see that Whoopi Goldberg thing? I've never seen that. I mean, not even on YouTube. It is really bad. (laughs) And the theater was beautiful and a horrible thing in it. And so now they have the building is just, I love it, especially at nighttime, all lit up. It looks so cool. And you're in and out within maybe three or four minutes. The animatronics are really good in that one. The aerial that's dancing around in the, the, under hair, the sea, the, the hair mm-hmm. movement,
0: when you know to simulate being underwater, it's is fantastic, incredible.
1: And I haven't seen the the Star Wars uh, Honda. What's his name? Honda Hon- Monaco. Yeah, I've not seen him yet. But the the witch, the Ursula animatronic, is fantastic. It's huge and like lively and detailed, and it's yeah, it's awesome. So I definitely like that ride, but I get people that don't.
0: Well, to me, I, I love the ride too, because, like I said, it's it's a fun little kid ride if you've got kids, and mm-hmm. uh, there's usually no wait, so you know it's a it's a fun ride just to kind of fill time if you yeah. need to. Uh, the the big issue I have with it is, you know, uh, the ending of Little Mermaid is one of the coolest, I think, villain deaths. Oh, he
1: rams her with the boat, he, yeah, right? He, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, she. I mean, she <laughs> gi- grows to be this gigantic sea witch. And in order to kill her, he's got to you know, you know, impale her with a you know a ship, uh, and the ending of Ursula on the ride is very uh, anticlimactic. I mean, she's <laughs> off in the corner, like you know, dwindling away or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I I hope I wish there was one more room, with you know, to simulate her death somehow. Yeah. But. That'd be cool.
1: How many Disney movies show people being killed, like the main bad guy? Because they show her, but then. Gaston just falls down, so there's scar there, just its shadows right yeah, yeah,
0: so the the big Disney trope, okay, is that the hero, the protagonist, doesn't actually themselves kill the villain, mm-hmm. typically, the villain falls from a great height yeah uh, the witch uh, the, uh, the, and mm-hmm. snow white um. Uh, Gaston, uh, even in entangled, you know, Mother Gothel falls out the tower. Yes. Uh, so. And
1: Tarzan, the bad guy from Tarzan falls and gets, it's always feels like the hero's trying to like save them. Not only yes. do they not kill them, they're trying to save them and, st- and trying to redeem them and stop them from their death.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, um, so little mermaid kind of stands out because Ariel doesn't kill Ursula, but Eric certainly does. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) uh, so uh, so that's little mermaid. That's my number five. Okay. Uh, So you're number four. Well, we just talked about this. My number four is Tarzan. So this is probably not going to show up on a lot of people's top five. So, so what do you got for Tarzan? No,
1: but I guarantee anyone that will sit down and watch Tarzan will just be blown away by the music, by the story, by the animation. To me, it's like the last great hand-drawn animation one, because uh, *Tangled* on and *Frozen*, you know, are these uh, computer-generated yes. ones. But I'm pretty sure *Tarzan* was, hey, to me, the last great hand-drawn one. And I just love the the music. I really enjoy. Like, I like Phil Collins. I know it's kind of embarrassing to admit that, but hey, Phil I Collins like, is great. <laughs> I like, I like Phil Collins, and I like the songs a lot. And I thought some of the things, visually it was cool. There's a moment where he's swinging on the vines and he's kind of going down like a, like a surfer, like a skateboarder going down the vines, like really cool looking stuff. The beginning of, of computer animation, kind of incorporating that into hand-drawn animation was cool. Um, I think that the, the the side characters are good. The comic relief is good. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> I love Rosie O'Donnell as I the. Uh, about that. Yeah, she's that little monkey, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I I know it's not going to be on a lot of people's lists but I guarantee if you actually sit down and watch it, you'll be like, wow, this was really, really good. And my main man, Ebert, four stars. Oh, wow. Four stars from Ebert. Yeah.
0: So, a couple questions for you. Yeah. Uh, first is this is typically considered the end of the Disney Renaissance, 1989 to 1999. Yes. Tarzan. Um, so why do you think it kind of ended the era? Because I mean, you've got kind of, you mentioned earlier, kind of the doldrum of the two thousands movies with dinosaur and the, yeah. uh, brother bear home on the range, that sort of thing. Yeah. But why does, why does Tarzan end it?
1: I think because it it was them changing the, cause the formula for Disney is just like perfect. All you have to do is you have to have these main characters and make it a musical and they kind of transitioned away from that with the Phil Collins songs. Like, no one's singing yeah, so in the movie. It's, it's you know not Broadway style, right? Exactly. It's,
0: it's all cover songs, essentially, by Phil yeah, Collins. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so I think they're, like, kind of pivoting a little bit away from that, but it still has songs at a certain time, songs that have a purpose and really good songs. And it still has your main character, and it has the growth to it. And at that point, I think they just kind of ended that. Like, I don't know if any of the movies after even had music in them. Like Home on the Range or like...
0: I don't think until Princess and the Frog. Exactly.
1: So I feel like it was a movement away from... Instead of like doing a pivot to Tarzan and then going back to what works for them, they took the pivot to Tarzan and just kept going with that in the direction that I don't think they should have gone.
0: Okay. Question two. Yeah. Did you cry listening to You'll Be in My Heart? (laughs) Um...
1: Because I, I, do, I do sometimes. No, I did. I did. For <laughs> sure. For sure. And I saw it like in middle school with my friends and trying so hard not to cry. Like, please don't cry. Please don't cry. But I just <laughs> couldn't help it. Yeah.
0: Question three. Yes. Last question. Sure. Uh, this movie became an attraction mm-hmm. at the park yes. in Tarzan's Treehouse. A controversial move. Okay, Because uh, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse was there for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, which still is at Magic Kingdom and Disney World. Uh, and I am, was and still am a huge fan of Swiss Family Robinson. Right, yeah, Swiss Family Robinson is a great film. Uh, it's a fun adventure film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that attraction gets replaced by Tarzan's treehouse. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I loved it. I do remember the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. I'm old enough to remember and it was cool. It was something where you, there's long lines and you just want to do something. So it's cool. Shade, actually some really good views of the park from way up high. You see the rivers of America. You look out towards like Splash Mountain. So some really good views. This is kind of what I was saying in an earlier episode. I'm not beholden to you have to preserve the parks the way they've been for forever. Maybe Tarzan's runs course. Maybe you make it Moana's treehouse. And you put cool Moana stuff up in there. I'm fine with that. It could be like a museum that rotates. Make it a Pirates of the Caribbean themed treehouse. I don't know. Like every couple of years, change it out. Maybe put some new animatronics in there. The things they have now are just statues. Yeah, where
0: no animatronics.
1: Put some animatronics in there. Like that would be really cool. It could be because a lot of what I think Walt originally wanted is he wanted pirates to be a walkthrough. And he wanted Haunted Mansion to be a walkthrough. And... Maybe we could do that. That treehouse could just be something that rotates throughout every couple of years with some new walkthroughs. I'd be fine with that.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we're on to what my number four. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So my number four is Aladdin. Mmm. Um, Aladdin was again as a kid probably my main go-to uh, movie as a kid. Uh, you mentioned yesterday how you know th- there seems to be kind of a breakdown between oh this this movie is general generally for boys this movie yes. is generally mm-hmm. for girls mm-hmm. um especially when you have a a, a male protagonist and a, fem- a female protagonist like Alice or something like that. yeah uh, and Aladdin is certainly the protagonist and and ja- Jasmine's great she's great Disney princess but um i just i loved the character of Aladdin he's got a great sidekick in Abu mm mm-hmm. mhm um Again, great, great music, uh Ashman and Mankin. Um and actually uh Tim Rice, I think, helped out after Ashman died. Um, but you know, classic songs. Um A Whole New World is probably what most people consider the greatest Disney love song. Really? That's that's my guess. I don't wow, know. Wow, okay. Uh, okay. I, I have my personal favorite, which yeah. is gonna show up on this list later. Okay, good, good. Uh but A Whole New World is is an incredible, incredible love song. Uh, I love that it's a duet. Mm-hmm. as well. Sometimes true. the love songs are not duets. And yeah. Uh, I, I really like that it's a duet between the two of them. And then, obviously, The Genie with Robin Williams is just iconic. Now, I have to be honest. I loved The Genie as a kid, and I love The Genie now. I had a phase in probably college... Um, when I kind of turned against the genie, really, uh, at one point it was—I felt it was—it was kind of uh, just Rob Williams run amok, mm. just kind of—it it kind of turned into his movie, um, and and kind of lost focus a little bit. But now that I'm older, it's like who cares? It's Rob Williams, and he's having a blast, and the movie yes. is a blast. Yes, and it's just a really fun movie. So uh, that's my my number four. So pick. a
1: couple questions for that one: What would you consider to be like the best song? Besides the whole new world we talked about, like, what would, what would be the next song you consider to be the
0: best song from that one? From Aladdin? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I really like uh, One Jump Ahead, but I, I specifically mm. like the reprise uh, of it when he, when Aladdin is up in his oh, yeah house uh-huh. area. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's a little sadder. Yeah, <laughs> uh, And, uh, you know, he's looking at Agrabah and kind of dreaming of, of something more And uh, I, I specifically, I love that moment in yeah. the movie When he's, um, it's kind of in the sunset, it's just beautiful shot And he's, you know, saying Riff Raff, street rat Yes, and, and I yes. don't buy that And, and yes. uh, I, I really like, like that moment But it probably friend like me,
1: yeah Okay, yeah, that's a good one all right, uh move on to my number three. we're at number three now, right? Okay. So my number three, and as I was coming up with these lists, to me my first record off in Tarzan, like my top five would probably be all Pixar movies if we had Pixar in our category.
0: Well that's gonna be a, a specific episode. Exactly, right?
1: exactly. So we'll save that for later. So but these ones now are the ones that I actually like really feel strongly about. And so Moana is my number three the music, a, a very new, new, yeah. uh,
0: new movie to add to this list. Yes. Yes.
1: And I f- remember when I saw Moana, I was just blown away by the environment. As we said in our last one about our, our pre 1989, it was all European. It was England. It was France. It was Germany. It was Italy. These really cool European locales. And then to go to the Pacific and see these islands and the island life and the island culture to me, I loved and the music, like I said, is, is fantastic. And the character of Moana, I really kind of identified with because she really wants to kind of, like most Disney princesses, wants more a life. But to me, it, it felt new and fresh. It didn't feel like, oh, she's just like Ariel, just like Belle, who wants more. Like I, I connected with it in a way that I hadn't before. And I, Just think, it's whenever I watch it, it kind of reminds me of my kids. So me and my daughter went to see this movie together, and she kind of has trouble with some sensory things. Movie theaters stress her out because the picture's so big Mm. and the music's so loud. So she kind of struggles with that. And so when we went to see Moana, we had to leave after the first ten minutes because it was too much for her. And she was crying what's, and just
0: upset what's the first 10 minutes that's when she's a little girl and the the, the water's mm-hmm. like coming out at her. yeah so.
1: and it, well it starts off with her the the, ma, the grandma telling the story about the the island and the beautiful green island becomes the the lava thing and so that was kind of like made her nervous and then the baby kind of walking out in the water made her nervous and so it's just kind of a lot so we had to leave and then we were on our way home and she said, she wanted want to try again? And so we went back and we tried again. I told the guy at the movies like, we just saw this and she got upset. Can we just go to the next show? And he said, yes, we tried it again. She got nervous again. So we left again. And then I said, all right, we're gonna try one last time. And so we did it one last time. And so maybe that's why it stands out to me is because we went through this great journey together. <laughs> we spent like 10 hours on this journey watching this movie. And so when she finally sat down and watched it, I remember we like, we were crying together, we were laughing together, and it was like this crazy emotional roller coaster of an experience that's probably maybe it's the outer things affect me more than the movie itself, but the movie itself I think is great too awesome awesome
0: yeah uh, so my number three and it, this is actually your number two as well so we yeah can, we can uh, kind of roll right into it but yes uh, is uh, 1994 is because we have to say that now because the new one. <laughs> yes 1994 is the Lion King yes uh, Man, there's so much to (laughs) say about Lion King. Uh, This, I mean, tremendous animation, amazing music, um, both within the movie and the Elton John Mm -hmm. soundtrack. Yes, Uh, I think the death of Mufasa is something like probably our generation will never forget. That was, you know, I was six. How old were you in this? I probably year? was like nine or ten. Yeah, uh, and you know the death of Mufasa, and, and I love that they don't shy away from it. Yeah, I mean they, I mean they focus on it. I mean he's like nudging, you know, somebody's that's nudging him, and then Scar comes along and says it's your fault and all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> I think that that scene is so impactful. It is It totally is <laughs> that yeah. like our generation is, is that's that scene's gonna stand out. Yeah, uh, and then. The music, not only the songs, but the score mm. by Hans Zimmer, is amazing. And uh, my f- the, the moment that gives me chills every time is when um, after uh, the big battle at the end and Scar's defeated, uh, and uh, you know it's raining, and I'm getting chills right now talking about it. Yeah. Um, Simba walks up that rock yes, and just roars yeah. The, the music swells and, uh-huh, and uh, uh-huh. uh yeah uh, <laughs> the, it's so good uh the comic relief of timon and pumbaa is just just fantastic and yes. there's also a lot to say just with the structure of it i mean it, it's it, people have said this before so it's not a secret but it's essentially hamlet yeah uh and i, I think it benefits from that uh so uh, yeah, Lion King is my number three. It's Eric uh, Yeah, my number three. It's your number two, so it what is.: do you, What do you think well, about Lion King? I had a question for you first.
1: Okay. How do you feel about th- not the, the char- like going between the characters singing songs mm-hmm. and then Elton John <laughs> singing okay. songs? Is that so, weird
0: to you? So it's not oh. weird because he's actually not in the movie. His versions are not really the versions. In the when movie. they do, can you feel love? No, tonight? it's uh, it's uh, it's a female singer. I don't know who the singer is, but it's supposed oh. to be. I feel. I think it's supposed to be like Nala singing. It's probably the actress who played. Oh, I didn't Nala. connect that. Okay, yeah, okay. It, he's only on the soundtrack, mm. and then like the radio versions. Um. So even circle of Li- circle of life is yeah. Uh, doesn't uh, he sing that? He sings no? it on the soundtrack. Okay, but it's like African tribal music at the beginning of the movie i see uh, and man i didn't even talk about circle of life how great that animation is i know uh but yeah so the elton john stuff's not weird because it actually doesn't actually show up in the movie Got itself it. so. i just
1: have those soundtracks of him singing yeah. so in my mind i just imagine there's like these lions singing <laughs> and then here's just elton john <laughs> and then i thought i guess it's not that way
0: all right yeah well yeah. I, and i mean it, it, again, it's it's hard to differentiate, dude, because I mean, I grew up on the cassette tape of that, totally, just totally yes. listening to to that soundtrack, and he he shows up there, so yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Lion King?
1: So the the chills moment you were saying, I didn't remember that until you just mentioned it, mm-hmm. and now that you mention it, like it's amazing. But to me, it's just the beginning of the movie where the the music and the and the orchestra, and the moment when the circle of life happens, and he takes Simba the baby and holds him up, like. To me, that gives me, like you're saying, just now yeah. thinking about it gives me chills. And the new movie that came out, I didn't see it, but the trailer had that moment and it was powerful. But I remember the cartoon moment when I saw that, just being like, this is going to be awesome. Like get ready for something good. So I think you mentioned all the parts that stood out to me. The The Shakespeare part was really cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn it until I was much older, but I thought like how cool they're taking the Shakespeare story and they're connecting it to Because it's really Hamlet. In Africa, essentially what it is. Yeah. Another character who uh, scars like one of the worst Disney villains. If you're making a list of the worst Disney villains, like he's way up there. So he totally, is this right? He orchestrates his brother's death. Yes. And not only does he blame his nephew. But he goes out of his way to make sure his nephew thinks it was him.
0: Yeah, well, and and he right, and he he sends his nephew away. Yeah, so his nephew thinks, you know that you know Simba thinks. Oh, he I'm just running away. But he sends the hyenas after him too. <laughs> so he's the worst. He was trying to kill him. Yeah, he didn't. He he could have just like told people it's his fault and made him run away. He didn't have
1: to take the time to like let it sink into him. Like this is your fault. So he's doesn't he die by. The hyenas, the hyenas, yeah. So, he, on so
0: Simba, Simba tosses him off the cliff, yeah, and then the hyenas get him, yeah.
1: And that's a great actor performance. Jeremy Irons, like that's a great voice right there, and a great
0: song. Be <laughs> yes. Prepared is another great song, yeah. Which, in talking about being evil, <laughs> yeah, they go out of their way to animate goose-stepping hyenas and <laughs> essentially compare him to Hitler.
1: <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. Um, and. Hakuna Matata is one of those things that everybody on earth knows oh, that, yeah. knows that word, knows what it means. It's like, it's everywhere. So now we're on to number number um, two. Two. That was for, your number two. Yeah. So I'm good. We can move on to your number two.
0: Okay. So uh, my number two. And uh, so I've got pretty much all the, the classic you know, Disney Renaissance mm-hmm. uh, movies on here, but uh, number two for me is Tangled. Yes. I'd love to hear uh, it. Let's hear it. So I mentioned earlier that I, I would argue, probably most people think um, A Whole New World is probably one, if not the greatest, one of the best Disney love songs. In my opinion, I think I See the Light mm-hmm. is the best Disney love song. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie came out uh, in 2010, and um, I saw it like three or four times uh, in theater. I was working at a movie theater at the time, oh, nice. so I got Good. to see for free too. <laughs> Good. Um but uh it also came out like right when my wife and I started dating. And I think we saw I think we saw it together. Um uh, but um I think that plays a part in it as well. The the romance of the of the movie yeah. was kind of infiltrating my <laughs> my real life a little fantastic, bit. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh but uh um Rapunzel, another Disney great Disney princess, who again, you know, is trapped and wants something more out of life, and really all she wants to do is go see the lights. That's all she wants yes. to do. She doesn't uh-huh. want anything else. Um, she doesn't even know she's the lost princess. She just wants to get out of the tower and go out for a day and see these cool lights. Yeah. Um, Flynn Rider is a really fun character as well. Uh, kind of a Indiana Jones style adventurer yes. uh, who, and I love the twist that, you know, he's actually Eugene Fitzherbert. That he's <laughs> yeah. actually not this great hero character. Yes. But, yeah. Um, and talking about villains, Mother Gothel, mm. I, I think could be in the pantheon of like terrible worst Disney villains. She is, yeah. she is incredibly selfish. Uh, she, you know, her song Mother Knows Best is like, <laughs> A totally deep, evil
1: deep psychological
0: torture <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. on Rapunzel oh, yeah. for her whole life yeah yeah uh, so um, yeah the 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 scene the scene the i see the light song on the boat with the lights is probably one of my favorite disney scenes uh, the, the two of them on the boat singing the duet and um, i think it's the the color and the animation of that scene is stands out to you're me you're right
1: when you think about the whole new world the song's amazing, but also the visuals as they're on yes. the carpet flying around. And you're right with this one from Tangled. The, the visuals of the lanterns going up in the sky is just like matches with the music so beautifully.
0: Well, and the cool connection is I, I'm not sure who did the lyrics for I See the Light, but uh, Alan Macon mm. did the music. Nice. Uh, so kind of the, the connection with Aladdin uh, in A Whole New World. So, uh, But yeah, uh, Tangled, I, I'd love... I love that movie.
1: Do you know if it was a box office hit? Because like you know, Frozen made a billion dollars and Moana made a bunch of money. Was it a financial it
0: was, hit? It was financial. Yeah, it was. It wasn't as big as those. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was certainly a hit, uh, and it came you know a couple of years before Frozen, which obviously became the the giant. But that was. I was going to ask you, um, before, you know, about Lion King. Okay. Uh, Lion King is the. Biggest box office hit of the Dis Disney Renaissance. Wow, okay. So uh like four hundred million domestic or yeah um a little over that. But um uh, why why do you think it's why do you think it was the
1: biggest hit? Good question. I would probably say it's the biggest hit just because it was the music was amazing, but like the, the people love animals. Like you people love to watch animals and see animals. And so the fact that there's no humans in it, they tried that with Robin Hood, what, 30 years ago, maybe people weren't ready for it, but the fact that there's no humans, it's all animals. I think that was a huge part of it. And what, what do you think?
0: I, I think it's a combination of a lot of that. Yeah. I never really thought of it like that, but yeah. uh, I, I think they perfected the animation style with the mix of 2d and then the the 3d camera movements and um the story with i think a lot of people like connected with simba especially kids, kids yes connected with simba mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it will you know i think sometimes animated films they in order to be true box office hits they have to appeal to adults as well because parents yes <laughs> parents are gonna you know they're not gonna want to take their kids multiple times to a to a, a bad movie or a movie that they don't like. Yeah. Um so I think Lion King connected with adults uh, as well. Uh, when you think about uh, you know the character of Mufasa and I mean again there's these deep themes of death and yeah. and and moving on and and taking your you know taking your place in the circle of life and uh, so I think it was a, a big combination of that. You also had this was One of besides Robin Williams with the genie, this is one of the first times where we had big celebrities doing the voices of characters as well. You got Jeremy Irons with Scar and uh, James Earl Jones as Fossil. Home Improvements JTT was a big deal back in 1990, whatever that was. Big deal back then. Yeah, and and Matthew Broderick doing Adult Simba. Yeah, yeah. uh, So and the Elton John soundtrack. So I think it was this kind of magic mix of, of things.
1: And I think also there's. There's been very few movies set on that continent. Yeah. There's so many European Disney movies, plenty of American Disney movies, but like nothing set in the savannah of Africa. Like that was a totally um, undone thing before.
0: So uh, moving on from Lion King and Tangled, mm-hmm. we're to number one. Uh, so let's do your number one post 1989 film. Oh, we both have the same one. <laughs> we do. I just realized that. I
1: and I and I'm amazed if anyone could have something that's not. This. I, yeah. To I, me, it's like so head and shoulders. Yes. The best. So let's hear. I want to hear your
0: thoughts on it first. Okay. So uh, our number one together is Beauty and the Beast, and um, this has been, this has arguably been my favorite since I was a kid. Um, I love the opening of the film with the stained glass and the, the deep voice narration. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. this little Mm -hmm. prologue that just gets you into the story right away. And it goes back
1: to the ones we were talking about before where it opens up like with us, we're telling you a story, like that motif.
0: Yeah. Um, Belle is probably my favorite Disney princess. Um, she, uh, not only is quite attractive. Yes, she is. Uh, but she's incredibly intelligent and smart and determined and, uh, so many adjectives uh, for Bell. Um, the The animation with the beast, the 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 scene uh, when he saves her in the snow. and you can see the this like the uh, the cold, his breath, yeah, uh, and coming out of his nostrils. and it's just uh, so good. Um, Gaston is again another great, uh, you know, a great Disney villain. Uh, and and I think in any other movie, in, in in any other Disney movie, he would, his he's kind of the Disney trope, yes. for a prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they kind of turn the prince on its head, uh, and Gaston's this incredibly selfish, uh, e- evil guy who's just in it for himself. He's vain and all these dis- different things, and um, yeah, and, and and obviously the music, uh, mm-hmm. Beauty the. the the title song is is one of the best Disney songs, in my opinion. It and, is. Um, so, I mean, I could say so much more, but what do you what do you got?
1: I think it was the first film to ever use computer animation, or one of the first, wasn't one it?
0: Of, so, I think, I'm pretty sure, uh, that Rescue is Down Under, which came uh, out the year before, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. first. Yeah. But this is the one that really perfected it. And, and it's and,
1: in the ballroom scene. Yes. And I remember watching that and being like, oh my gosh, like, I... It just takes you sounds so cheesy to say, but like with the music and then with like her dress and the progression the characters have had to that point, mixed with the amazing artistry of these computer graphics, is like the pinnacle of Disney is that one scene
0: yeah, and so the the other thing that I think you know we're both I think student of of film as well, and uh the the big standout for this movie to me is that. In 1991, it was the first animated film to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It lost to *Silence of the Lambs*, which, you know, <laughs> *Silence of the Lambs* is a great film, yeah. great great characters uh, in Clarice and, and Hannibal Lecter. But, um, do you think that plays a part in how it's remembered and uh, uh, and and how and why it's kind of lived on so long?
1: I think so. And I think it's a totally deserved award. It wasn't like a token award because it has like, it's almost for adults. Like Mm -hmm. it's dark. It's very gothic. And this main character who's supposed to be like your main character is like a grumpy, mean guy, but he's supposed to be the one that like you learn to love at the end. And so I think the themes are definitely more steered towards adults. And I think that's why I liked it so much when I was i don't know seven or eight when i saw it i felt like i felt like i wasn't watching a kid i've seen plenty of cartoons mm-hmm. when i was seven years old plenty of them but this is the first one i was like whoa I, this format's familiar to me this yeah this style's familiar to me but these themes and these topics and these characters are much more adult and i really appreciated that
0: okay so a couple questions yeah uh, have you ever seen the broadway
1: version I know I have not, but I know it's a little different. What are the differences that they come out with?
0: Um, it's pretty much the same, except uh, the Beast uh, has a great song. I'm blanking on the on the name of the song, but um, they add in a couple songs for the uh, enchanted objects, the Human oh. Again, which they actually added in, into the the Blu-ray. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, uh, They animated a new sequence for that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great show. Um, now. Did you like the what 2017 live action version with Emma uh, Emma Watson? I did, but mostly just because I love the movie yeah, so it, much. It doesn't have the magic as of the animated. It's, it's no. good, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I thought the Beast the Beast song was good. You know, the Beast yes, has his uh, own that's song. Probably,
0: that's probably might be my favorite part of that yeah. movie. Yeah,
1: and Hermione was good what, Emma Watson. But yeah. she was good, but like the character is just so great that it was kind of easy for it to yes. do a job because Belle one of these most amazing Disney princesses ever.
0: And I think the best performance in that movie is actually Luke Evans as Gaston. Yes, he's, he's good because
1: so he has PTSD, right? Yeah. And it kind of <laughs> yeah. gives you the sympathetic feel towards him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then kind of the last question for Beauty and the Beast. Um, only recently have they started adding Beauty and the Beast stuff into the park's. Mm -hmm. Really, there was, was like, a 90s, like, show at the Fantasyland Theater, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, and at Walt Disney World and New Fantasyland, they have the Be Our Guest restaurant, which is amazing, so cool. Um, And I think in Tokyo or Shanghai, they're adding in an attraction. But why do you think they haven't added a lot of Beauty and the Beast stuff into the parks? This is, to me, like, a kind of a big problem with the parks, like...
1: There's so much yeah. stuff going on. I'll go ahead. Sorry, and Disneyland yeah. specifically, because yeah. they've
0: added you know, stuff, like I said, Walt Disney World and stuff, but Disneyland yeah. specifically.
1: There's so much stuff going on now between the two parks. Like, I'd be cool if they just take Fantasyland and they shut it down and they get rid of Snow White and Peter Pan and this and that, and they throw in a Aladdin ride. You're breaking it, a lot Tang. of hearts right now. I know man. I am, but I think that there's no excuse for not having these are just fantastic properties like alice in wonderland is my favorite movie we don't need two alice in wonderland rides we can shut one of them down repurpose it re-theme it just take the space and build something else there and turn it into a uh beating the beast ride or a tangled ride like i think it's it's a shame that
0: they don't have more of those. All right. Well, we got hot takes from, yeah. from Mark <laughs> uh, here today. So, yes, the, that is our uh, our top five list of the of our favorite uh, animated films post nineteen eighty nine. All right. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Okay.
1: Later.